Good morning. Thanks for being up early with us. I'm Casey Hunt. It is 530 here on the East Coast and the 2024 race is racing toward New Hampshire. Just four days left until Tuesday's Republican primary. Donald Trump, of course, still dominating the field. South Carolina's former governor, Nikki Haley, took the stage at a CNN town hall Thursday after her third place finish in Iowa. She reiterated her view that America was, quote, never a racist country. Haley answered questions from voters on a range of topics, including Trump's argument that presidents should have immunity, even when they commit crimes. Do you get just total freedom to do whatever you want? No, that's never the way it was intended to be. There needs to be accountability. No one is above the law. And a few moments after that, she said this. I said I, I would pardon him. This is no longer about whether he's innocent or guilty. This is about the fact, how do we bring the country back together? Governor Ron DeSantis, meanwhile, back in Florida, where he said indictments against Trump took the spotlight as he entered the race last year. He also criticized Haley's poll numbers. Nikki Haley cannot compete with Donald Trump there. Uh, and the fact that she can't do it there, she can't do it anywhere. Uh, she's certainly not gonna do it in South Carolina. And even though Trump is up by 30 points, approximately, in Haley's home state, he has been targeting her as too weak to take on Biden. She would not be able to handle that position. She would not be able to handle the onslaught. All right, let's bring in senior pol politics reporter for Axios, Eugene Scott. Eugene, good morning. It's always wonderful to see you. Um, let's start on this immunity question, actually, mm -hmm. and the way that both of these candidates uh, handled uh, talking about that. Uh, Haley, in particular, uh, just saying he's not above the law, um, obviously disagrees with the Trump uh, legal strategy here, but insisting uh, that she would uh, still pardon him should he mm -hmm. be convicted and she have that power. Yeah, Haley is trying to win Trump supporters and independents at the same time. And what's difficult about that is that these voting blocks actually often have different views on Donald Trump and how he should be handled. Many independents are very frustrated with who Donald Trump has been since leaving the White House and have expressed real concern that he could continue much of the problematic behavior that he uh, displayed while uh, president. Uh, and many of the base love him and want him to keep doing what he's done. Uh, and you know, support his plan for retribution towards his enemies and could get behind him actually doing something again uh, that could lead to him maybe ne needing to be pardoned again. And so Haley's trying to straddle the fence. Uh, whether it'll actually lead to a second place finish uh, is to be determined. It certainly won't lead to a first place finish based on what polls are giving us now. Um, so, Eugene, let's talk about DeSantis for a second. This was a pretty illuminating interview he did uh, with Hugh Hewitt. Um, he's said before that um, the legal problems that Donald Trump has have basically crowded everything out, right? That, like, if Trump hadn't been indicted in the first place, there would have been a lot more oxygen for uh, this primary, and perhaps the MAGA base wouldn't have consolidated so quickly uh, in Donald Trump's corner. Uh, but he also, yesterday in this interview, uh, said that he regrets his own media strategy at the outset, which really stood out to me as someone who was trying to get an interview with him back when he was contemplating before he had announced running for president. And their attitude was simply, oh, well, we don't need to talk to you or anyone else uh, mm -hmm. in the national media. Take a listen to what he had to say to Hugh Hewitt. I came in uh, not really doing as much media. 
Um, I should have just been blanketing. I should have gone on all the corporate sh- shows. I should have gone on everything. I started doing that as we got into the end of the summer, um, and we did it. But we had an opportunity, I think, to come out of the gate and do that and reach a much broader folk. Uh, remarkably uh, reflective, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't hear candidates do that as much, uh, especially when they're still in the race. What do you make of DeSantis's comments there? Uh, and is he right that it was a mistake not to do more media? It certainly was. I mean, many of us were trying to get uh, return calls or emails from his campaign, but we know that much of the strategy coming from him and many politicians like him is to stay away from mainstream media. They vilify uh, many people outside of the conservative media, not realizing how many people that they're trying to reach actually watch CNN, actually read Axios. And so you're losing and missing an opportunity to connect with many of the voters that you hope will get you where you want to go. The reality is that when you're trying to uh, beat someone as popular as Donald Trump, no matter how much good press you got in Florida after the pandemic, you really need to connect with people beyond your base in that state if you're going to be victorious. And he didn't do that. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. And he in particular has talked about how the conservative media has been all in for Trump. And I wonder if, if there's a sense that there's a missed opportunity in places where uh, people would have been more willing to hear from him than that conservative media uh, echo chamber uh, that, uh, that so many of these candidates like to spend all their time in. Um, Eugene, let's talk uh, also briefly about um, this. There's, there's a, the Supreme Court is having to consider, obviously, whether Donald Trump is going to be allowed to remain on the ballot uh, in Colorado. It's going to be the key test for all these other states as well. There was a pretty ominous filing uh, on Thursday. Uh, His legal team said in a brief, quote, that the decision will promise to unleash chaos and bedlam if other state courts and uh, state officials follow Colorado's lead and exclude the likely presidential nominee from their ballots. Um, This language, chaos and bedlam, I mean, I take their point on a legal front that it could be legally uh, very chaotic uh, if all these states are making decisions. But it also echoes some of the language that we heard in the run up to January 6th, this threat that uh, there is going to be some sort of force unleashed if if Trump doesn't get what he wants. Um, How do you read into this and, and do you feel as though it's ominous? Yeah, I mean, his critics certainly uh, view it as a threat, but so do some of his uh, supporters who uh, want him to return to the White House, or at least conservatives at least, uh, but don't want to see a return of January 6th. There's real concern about whether or not uh, Donald Trump will be able to walk away from this campaign, this contest right now, uh, as a loser if things do not go the way he wants and accept the results of everything. And this statement suggests that maybe he will not. And that's really unfortunate to many people who are still hailing uh, from the repercussions of January 6th, which was not anywhere near as long ago as many people think it was, despite some people seeming to want to rewrite what actually happened. Yeah. All right. Eugene Scott. Eugene, thank you very much uh, for that. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thanks. You too.